0: Welcome to Mind Training and Homotherapy, a podcast that explores ideas to help you live a life that is more purposeful, intentional, and fulfilled. I am your host, Dr. Henry Gregory, and I thank you for tuning in. Hello, folks. Happy Friday. Blessings to everyone as we move into the summer and folks start moving around trying to get time and space to relax. Mm -hmm. I want to talk a little bit about uh, our thinking today. Mm -hmm. I think it's easy for many of us to think that we are our minds, but I have some bad news for you. That's not really the case. The mind is a tool that we have to help us experience, function in and adapt in this life. In many ways, the mind is like a computer. How, whatever you put in is what comes out. And the mind is constantly being programmed by what we do And what we don't do. So I want to talk a minute about a way of thinking that is very prevalent in our Western culture. And when I talk about Western culture, I'm talking about worldwide because our Western culture is worldwide now. It's not the only thing that's happening, but it's happening I want to talk a little bit about dichotomous thinking, dichotomous thinking. Dichotomous thinking is um, either or thinking. It's when you look at a situation and you see it as either good, bad, right, wrong, up, down. But you see it in some kind of extreme way. There's no gray areas, no subtleties and it either is or it isn't. Now certainly there is a place for dichotomous thinking. Uh, If you're trying to uh, get a diagnosis uh, for a physical ailment that may help although it can get in the way also. Um, and, And so There's certainly a place for it, but it has become such a major part of our culture that it has become problematic in a lot of ways. So now we look at things, uh, everything from the extreme. I mean, for instance, if you just take the race things, you know, we're all the time now talking about black and white (laughs) folks, you know, as if it's a real thing. And actually, the scientists say um, there's only one race. It's a human race. And we've kind of divided it up in extremes in our minds, but there's no dividing line between what we call white and black. There's frequently not a dividing line between what we call Right and wrong. Generally, there's some right from every position and some what we, what we may be call wrong. Mm-hmm. Just like each of us has some competencies, some attributes, some value, mm, and we have some shadow sides. None of us is all good or all bad. We're a combination. So, rather than dichotomous thinking, which can be extreme and can lead to extreme interpretations and extreme actions, another way of looking at things is what we call diunital thinking. Everything exists on a continuum. Every extreme has some components of its opposites. But we will get a little bit more into that in a moment. Some of the interesting thing about this dichotomous, uh, extreme, hard, either-or thinking is many times it's the foundation for what we call depression because we have these ideas about what is or has happened that are kind of fixed and extreme, and they take us into a very negative place. They take us into a negative place. And many times, the healing process is about looking at the subtleties, reinterpreting the um, the narratives that come out of those experiences to look at things from a different angle. So when we have these extreme e- interpretations, many times we get locked into, again, extreme feelings, depression, anger, hurt. And what comes out of that is extreme actions where we might see everybody who we think fits into a certain category Mm -hmm. as being wrong, needing to be eliminated or not listened to. Because again, that kind of justifies and validates our narrow way of looking at things. Mm -hmm. there's also some documentation that in, and at its extreme that this kind of thinking leads to um, what we call uh, a borderline um, personality disorder when I, I I don't normally like to do diagnosis but if you excuse me for a moment um, and 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 well, borderline personality disorders, what we're really talking about is when there are instability of mood, relationships, one's self-image, and even behavior. Everything is intense, critical, and it can shift from one extreme to another very quickly. The interesting thing is it doesn't seem to be Caused by anything external, um, it occurs simply because we have no other frame of reference. <laughs> that we haven't learned to um, observe, pay attention to the subtleties in life. So we, so we grow up looking at things as being again black, white, right, wrong, in, out. <laughs> and over time, that can challenge our ability to function. That can challenge our ability to function and can become a, a larger issue um, in culture, in our cu- cultures and subcultures. There's an there's a excellent uh, book that's out now called the Sum, of U- the Sum of Us by Heather McGee, I believe. I think the whole title is The Sum of Us what racism costs everyone, and how you can prosper, how we can prosper together. And what she talks about, she's an economist. What she talks about is how that all or nothing, that some thinking costs us all. And she even goes back historically and talks about how issues... Uh, like slavery, not only cost black folks, but cost white folks in terms of ability to prosper, to uh, be, be productive, to, to build wealth. <clears throat> and she, she goes on to talks about how we are intricately um, connected. But when you look at this, some, all, um, or the the of thinking, when you talk about groups, what's been sold to many of us is I can't be our right. If you are right, you're the problem, you know, whether you're black folks, immigrants, tall people, left-handed people, w- w- whatever it is, mm-hmm. as opposed to, um, a more diurnal way of looking that says we all have some of everything in us and when we look at the commonalities and see ourselves as a collective, then we do better together. We have a better chance of prospering. Mm -hmm. But to a large extent, one of the main How should I say theories that have been used, um, excuse my language, in these capitalistic societies for a while is divide and conquer, (laughs) divide and conquer. You know, uh, again, giving one group the idea that they are superior and superiority is usually based in in essence in feeling um, vulnerable or inferior. But you give folks that kind of, again, some all thinking, say, say, you're right, you're superior, and everybody else who's not you is wrong and is a threat. <laughs> and then it gets acted out. It gets acted out, whether it's in a police stop or in Congress or uh, uh, when laws like uh, redlining are passed or whatever, The interesting thing about all of this is we have choices about how we think. I know we've spoken on it before, but there's a theory called constructivism that says our world is not finite. It's a product of the agreements we make in response to our thinking. So we decide that there's a place uh, on the Potomac River that's called Washington D.C., and we all agree that it's called Washington D.C. Uh, but that's just a social agreement. There's nothing written in the earth. I've driven through D.C. many times. I've never seen anything uh, a line on the ground that says you're moving from Maryland to D.C. Other than the the one that may be um, written by us <laughs> always say, um, my name is so-and-so. Okay? Well, that, again, is a social agreement. That is not something that's fine You can change your name. That green thing in your piece of paper in your pocket, it only has value because we have a social agreement. If all of us said, you know, we're not playing anymore, then it would have no value at all. So what I'm saying is, as we grow, as we mature, as we evolve as a species, it may be necessary that we move out of this some all or dichotomous thinking and move more to a diurnal way of looking at things on a continuum and even make some informed choices about what we're going to buy into with our thoughts, with our words and with our actions. You know, I I, I know it's one of the things that's, that's popular in the media right now is what they call cancel culture. Somebody says something and, um, we excommunicate them. Um, what, we, what we're seeing with of thinking is none of us is all good or all bad. We all uh, make mistakes. Because I am incompetent in one way does not mean I don't have contributions in another way. So you don't have to throw me out Because um, I have some things that that, uh, behaviors that seem inadequate. Mm -hmm. And it takes a little more patience. It takes a little more um, wisdom, stillness, faith, courage in order to be accepting. Putting people, behaviors and things in boxes is a convenience for our insecurity, for our um, fragility, for our um, <clears throat> our need for certainty, for control, which can never be adequately met. But when we learn to think diurnalty, that means we're open, we're in the flow, And we're kind of submitting to what is without judgment without judgment and without trying to control things that takes a little bit Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what helps I'll tell you what helps Meditation helps Meditation Meditation is being still observing the mind and reprogramming the mind, trying to get to the stillness. And when we do that, we start to get to the subtleties. We start to go beyond the social constructions and understand, hey, the way I've been seeing the world is just one way to see the world. Mm. And the world may not end at this physical reality, And the more open that I am, the more I'm in touch with reality that's beyond the thinking process. That's beyond the thinking process. I mean, and and not that it happens in a day or it's an event, but a process that helps us to go deeper and begin to look at ourselves, at life in more subtle ways, more subtle ways. Life is a school. Life is a school. And when we are open, when we are courageous, when we are curious, that means we are looking to understand, to examine what's going on, not just trying to make everything fit into a prearranged Box of you either on this side or you're on that side. Hmm. Because at some level, we are all in this together. And it seems to me that as we look at change and evolution that is happening. And some of us trying to shape it by the things that we focus on intentionally. As we do that, we are creating another reality, another world, other possibilities, other possibilities. And it just seems to me from my vantage point that the requirement is we have to get better at working together. And we all have contributions to make. We all have some part of the puzzle that will make it complete. Mm -hmm. Right now, the system works on wealth, power, prestige, and control. If we stay in that formula, we will self-destruct. So, it behooves us to start looking at other ways to conceptualize who we are, what we're doing here, and what we aspire to. And that means we have to be willing to change. All right, that's that's a lot for a start. <laughs> what you got, Daryl?
1: This uh, topic is something that I think about often um, because as I mentioned in the last episode, I'm definitely a person who engages in a lot of conversation and debate and things like that. And one of the things that has become abundantly clear more and more these days is just how rigid, um, you know, a lot of conversations have become as far as, you know, as far as there being an intention to force people to be on one side or the other, Mm -hmm. right? And so I think that what a lot of people chase um, in a very misguided way is three things, power, power, Mm-hmm. control mm-hmm. and self identity now there isn't anything wrong with wanting to you know be secure in your identity however oftentimes that leads people To want to put other people in boxes just so that they can firm up who they believe they are. Mm. So in order for me to be comfortable with who I am and what I am, I have to be able to say what you are or what you are not so that I could separate myself from you. So we find ourselves often, you know, focusing on our differences and creating these walls and these stances as opposed to finding what the common bonds are right Mm -hmm. so for instance there was this one um situation that came up months ago and it was um an argument that happened between a restaurant on owner and some of his uh patrons right Mm -hmm. so some of his patrons were behaving in a pretty unruly way they were doing some uh suggestive was a group of women and they were doing some suggestive dancing and stuff like that which was completely inappropriate for a restaurant so this guy gets upset and um, he used some colorful language in speaking to them because he had spoken to him a few times mm-hmm. before he finally got really upset. And so he gave them this whole speech, which was laced with some profanity. And so from a social perspective, as people were discussing the topic, the question was who was right, who was wrong, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but why does it have to be either or? Yes. You know, there were some things that both of them could have done better. Mm -hmm. But the the, but the object became, okay. who's on this person's side, who's on the other person's side? Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that happens just so very often where we feel forced or where people try to um, force people to pick a side. It has to be one or the other. And if you believe this, this means that you are that. And if we believe this, that means that we are that, you yeah. know? And it's like just creating these separations, you know?
0: And if you take that on an energetic level, remember everything is ultimately energy. Energy is about um, uh, frequency and vibration. When we have rigidity, the energy stops flowing between us. Mm-hmm. It stops flowing between us. And that's not healthy in terms of a relationship, that's not healthy in terms of ourselves. Yeah. When the energy is not flowing freely within ourselves, if we're not accepting um, our light and our shadow, shadow sides, both as having some value, if no more than, than lessons, then that energy gets blocked and it begins to manifest itself in physical, emotional, and, 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 and mental dis- disorders. Mm-hmm. The same thing with people. When we have these rigid ideas about people, we tend to disconnect. And the truth of the matter is, again, we are just one species. And when we work together, we do a better job of coming up with collective ideas that work for all of us. Mm-hmm. But if I see you as the problem mm-hmm. and different, and I'm just I'm just hustling for me... <laughs> you know, then I'm cutting off that energy and I'm going to do something um, that I, on the surface looks like it's benefiting me, mm-hmm. but in actuality, uh, it's not good for either one of us. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And so, you know, so often, you know, we can look at things in such rigid ways. However, as you were saying in the beginning, with a lot of things, it could be either or. So for instance, a lot of what we wrap ourselves up in are social constructs. They're social agreements. Someone mm-hmm. decided one day that this is what it was going to be. And from that point forward, that's what everybody started to call it, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. So if someone comes along and say, well, maybe it's not that, maybe it's this, automatically that person gets, gets put in the corner, like, no, we all have agreed that it's this. So you are wrong, you know? So as you mentioned, you know, our world is not finite, you know, there and, and, and one of the things that I say very very often is two things can be true yes. you know two yes. things can be true it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be this or that we are all looking at things through our own lens from our own perspective based on our own pers- uh experiences and ideas but that doesn't mean that someone else that comes along and challenges that is automatically
0: wrong and when we respect that we do a better job of con- understanding where that person is coming from mm-hmm. and connecting with that person. Yeah. And then we can create other possibilities. Yeah. And so, you know, so we can
1: very often not only limit other people, but with that dichotomous thinking, we're limiting ourselves and our own possibilities by boxing ourselves in and saying, no, I'm putting my, you know, flag in the ground here. This is who I am. This is what I do. And that's what I'm comfortable with. Yeah. But that's laced with insecurity
0: and fragility. That, you know? I think that was the cool. I haven't read the whole book, but of uh, Heather McGee's book, mm-hmm. you know, is you know again out of my insecurity, I, I I build this wall, and everybody else is on on on, uh, on the other side of that wall, and in the meantime, I'm behind the wall too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because
1: to, on, on some level, being open can sometimes feel a little scary. Because oh, yes. it's like you know mm-hmm. you don't really know what to expect. you open yourself up for more possibilities, and that can feel very threatening
0: to you. Get get um, comfortable with uncertainty. Yeah, I mean, to, um, one of the one of the narratives that have been sold to some folks in, in the in the U.S. is that if you, more and more folks are included, you're not going to have what you need. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have any power or resources, you know. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, and from my way of saying it, has been used to pimp them. Yeah. You know, it's because um, I think the opposite is, is so. Yeah. You know, the, the, the powers that be are not giving up. I should I say? The powers that be, they have to have somebody on the bottom and if the current group wasn't available, then the next group, they'll find a group as long as the system works the way it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So so, you know, those those are kind of my main thoughts on that. And even, you know, on a personal note, I'm working on changing some of my language when I engage in conversation just to let people know, like, hey. I don't I don't think that you're necessarily wrong. I just have a kind of a different viewpoint on this yeah you know and so i was engaged with someone um just yesterday about a hot topic that's going that's been going on this week and i say you know at a certain point i said well first let me say this you know thank you for this dialogue thank you for the conversation and i hope that you know that i'm not trying to argue with you from you know from a negative standpoint i just slightly disagree with your interpretation of it but your interpretation is yours but we're just engaging in this conversation based on kind of our differences and how we're looking at it. But neither one of us are wrong.
0: So so you acknowledge the person's right to think what they're thinking. Yeah. And say, I, I don't ag- agree with you, but I don't have to be disagreeable. Exactly. And I don't have to X you out yeah. because you see it a
1: different way. Exactly. And at times in the past, that was missing from my personal Mm, language mm. and for a long time i just couldn't understand why people would feel so defensive and threatened when i would disagree but it's because i came off as disagreeable and as i was as if i was separating myself and telling them that they were just flat out wrong And
0: and judgmental
1: and judgmental and and so you know just having the right language in our discourse and just you know being very mindful of the positions that we're taking it can break those barriers and make it more of a communal type of dialogue as opposed to, you know, just separating yourself from someone just based on what they think.
0: The more comfortable talking about, again, the mindfulness meditation, the meditation, the more comfortable we get with ourselves, the more we have to, the less we have to be critical of other people, right? You know, we can, the more accepting we become, the more open we come, become to, other manifestations of the divine other than ourselves. Right, right, right. right, Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So um, your assignment, folks, I want you to think about someone that you um, have disagreed with, um, have been angry about, um, have been hurt by. And as you think about them, I want you to think about something that you like, appreciate, or respect about that person. I want you to think about something that you value in that person's presentation, way of thinking, way of presenting, um, to acknowledge. Doesn't mean you buy the whole soup. But you acknowledge that some of the ingredients are positive, helpful, and appreciated. And if you can do that for someone else, who knows, you might even be able to do it for yourself, too. Blessings, folks. Um, Enjoy the weather. Take care of yourselves, and we'll talk again soon. Peace out.